Hello and welcome to Walk the Pot, your daily walking show where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. Take 10 minutes out of the day to walk in nature and to pay attention to what's directly in front of you. My name is Rachel Wheely, a comedian, a human in the world, trying to figure out how to be whilst circumnavigating a small park in SW17 behind the hospital. And let me tell you, potties, I have never seen this park so densely populated as it is today. I would say there must be 60 or 70 people here. Uh, It's not a big park. There isn't really space for this many people. It's absolutely glorious. It's the most beautiful day in the world. I think that goes without saying. Why else would there be 60 people in the park? And there are groups of people sitting around having picnics and chatting. There are tons of tots in the little playground. There are people feeding tiny babies on the benches. There's a person pushing a perambulator over there. There's a person in a high-vis jacket. There's always a person in a high-vis jacket. There are some pups frolicking. Everything, everything you could possibly want from a beautiful sunny day. Welcome to our first triumphant Friday episode of series 27. It's Walk the Pod. What have I got for you today on this uh, Friday episode of the podcast? Well, I have got uh, some thoughts from my dad on how to manage the email tsunami. I have some beautiful bird song from Bucks from cross-border selector, supreme cross-border selector, Nige, who is in Bucks at the moment, but usually lives in Galicia in northern Spain. I have a recommendation for you of an essay by Leslie Jameson on daydreaming. And I have some thoughts from Peter in Ricelip on the economic impact of my new campaign to institute the four-day week. Institute, introduce, mandate, uh, force everyone into the four-day week, uh, which, I'm, which I'm very, very excited to bring you. First of all, though, I want you to listen to this uh, bonkers bird song as Nigel introduced it to me when he sent it to me. Uh, 20 seconds of beautiful bird song from Bucks. podcasters would have cut off the sort of squeaks and bits of sort of microphones being turned off and microphones rubbing against clothing and so on at the end of that uh, bird song but not this podcaster I think that's just as much a part of the content as the blackbirds and robins or whatever it was we could hear singing there it reminds me of the fact that a tiny wren flew headfirst into my window uh, a couple of days ago and sat looking dazed on the grass for a little while I looked at it and I thought, that is going to get eaten by a cat if I allow it to stay there for very much longer, as there are many cats around my flat. So I went to scoop it up in my, in my hand and, and maybe bring it into my flat to look after it until it was well enough to fly away again. Uh, but the scooping up terrified it completely and it fluttered unsteadily into a bush. 
So that was the end of that particular piece of drama. And indeed, it was the most interesting thing that happened that day. So uh, thank you very much, Nigel, for sending me that bird song. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to send me your own wild track nature recordings, you can go to walkthepod.com on your mobile phone. Press the button mark message and it will record right then and there, straight into your phone and transport it to me to pop into the uh, first episode of next week, episode six. So do do that if you're in the vicinity of some interesting wildlife. We've had uh, birds, we've had frogs. Supreme cross-border selector Nigel did send me uh, some cricket singing, but crickets singing, but they were so deafening that I was a bit worried that they were going to damage everybody's ears. They were so loud, cacophonous crickets. So in the end, I didn't put those in the, in the, in the show. Now, other things I want to bring you. My dad sent me a voice note which he declined to have broadcast because he said it was too long, uh, saying that one thing he did towards the end of his career was to put uh, uh, an out-of-office on his email which said, I will be checking this between, say, 9.30 and 10 and 4.30 and 5 every day. If you require a more urgent response, here is my phone number. Quite like that. I think that's certainly something I could employ occasionally, probably not every day, but occasionally. Um, Peter has been on who wanted to talk about the economic impact of the four day week. And this is very interesting because I've really only been daydreaming about it. Uh, More on daydreaming later. I've been uh, daydreaming about it in order to uh, incorporate it into my own work life. Uh, I would like to work all of my hours in four days, please. And have, the, and have the last day for sitting on the grass having a picnic. Um, but Peter points out that that works fine if, you, if your job is the sort of job I have, which is uh, writing things, putting them on the internet, raising the profile of a university within a hospital, an SW17, for example. But if your job is the sort of job that I used to do uh, and, and met Peter through doing, in fact, Peter was one of my esteemed trainers at the BBC, Uh, If you are doing a job which requires a 24-7 service, like, for example, broadcasting or, um, I don't know, paramedics or doctors or whatever, or nursing, then instigating a four-day week doesn't work so well because what it essentially does is it means that the entire system has to recruit more people, which he says would lower wages. I'm I'm not convinced it would lower wages. I think it would just cost more. I mean, one or the other, right? Uh, I would like to think that it would just cost more and that's the government's problem rather than it would lower wages, but maybe that's rather uh, optimistic thinking. Uh, But thank you very much indeed for for all of that correspondence. It's extremely helpful. Um, Now, I wanted to read a section of Peter's email because there's some interesting other stuff here, sort of historical context about the UK. When I were a lad... Peter says, the shops were closed on Wednesday afternoons, on Saturday afternoons and all day Sundays and you couldn't find a shop open anywhere on a public holiday. Now we expect every retail outlet to be open for business as and when we want them. Who are the workers and indeed who are the workers at Amazon distribution centres and in the delivery vans? Now I think I think we've established through the documentaries that we've seen about Amazon workhouse work. Well, work. I see there's a Freudian slip. Workers, um, warehouse workers, 
that uh, there is there is a huge problem with the sort of gig economy and that people are not being paid properly. So we do have to be careful before the likes of me come swathing in with our four-day weeks. So I take that point and I think it's a very interesting point to end the first week of looking into four-day weeks on. So I'm hugely indebted to Peter for raising his head above the parapet and being prepared to say, actually, this may not be the utopia that you think it's going to be, Rage. What can I see directly in front of me? Well, at the moment, I can see uh, several groups of people sitting, having picnics. Um, There's a little pup in the park, a Jack Russell terrier, sort of wandering around, having a little sniff. I can see people chatting with lanyards around their necks, suggesting that they're working at the university or indeed the hospital today. And little kids in the playground, hopping in t-shirts and shorts over to the swings. And they're now clambering onto the swings in order to have a little, little play on the swings. I mentioned Leslie Jameson and I haven't actually covered that off. Leslie Jameson has written a brilliant essay, probably ages ago, probably decades ago, on daydreaming. Um, I've linked to it in my Instagram stories today. I've also linked to it on the Discord server. So if you want to track that down, uh, you can look it up on the Discord server. And if you're not on the Discord server, look on my Instagram stories or go to rachelwheelieisfunny.com in order to join the Discord server where you will get all the things that I'm reading. Lots of the things I can see directly in front of me because I put pictures of what I can see directly in front of me on Patreon Lens, which is like Instagram stories for Patreon. What is Patreon? It's a way for people to support the art that they love. So if you'd like to support this podcast, that's the place to do it. RachelWheelieIsFunny.com Thank you for walking with me, dear poddies, this first week of Series 27. It's been really interesting to look into the four-day week with you. I think we've covered a lot of ground, given the fact that we're all thinking about this only in our lunch breaks. So I'm hugely indebted to you for listening, for walking with me, for contributing your thoughts. And if you haven't contributed your thoughts yet, but you have some, and even if you haven't really got very much to say, you just have a few points you want me to consider, Email rach at rachelwheelie.com or, as I said before, go to walkthepod.com and send me 59 seconds of your beautiful voice. It's been an absolute delight this week. I've thoroughly enjoyed it and I look forward to bringing you episode six on Monday. Look after your beautiful mind, take care of yourselves and each other.